Welcome to A Better Way podcast, dedicated to mompreneurs who want to do good and feel good at work, at home, and in life. We're your hosts, Courtney and Danielle, and we get the challenges you're facing because we're living them too. We'll share tangible tips we've learned along the way to help make your life a little easier and we hope a lot more fun. We'll also chat with other moms who are making it happen so we can learn from one another because together we can find a better way. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of A Better Way podcast. Today, Danielle and I are joined by Sarah Alter. Sarah is a veteran entrepreneur, business coach, and certified life coach, and she's the founder of Moment Consulting. Um, She has over 20 years experience um, in entrepreneurial pursuits and currently serves as Moment's lead consultant, where she's advising mothers through the early stages of entrepreneurship and then empowering them to build thriving businesses that align with motherhood, which is something all of us could use help with, which is why we're here. Um, I first found Sarah through a different podcast that I was listening to, loved everything that she had to share. And she had such a unique perspective on how to make business work while also being a mom. Um, And so we invited her on to our show and so excited to have her here. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I know our listeners may already know about you and about all the great work that you're doing through Moment Consulting. But if for some reason someone is not familiar, can you just go ahead and share a little bit more about you and what you're doing in your role as lead consultant for Moment? Sure. So I started um, my first, you know, big, big business about 12 years ago. And um, I started a personalized nail polish business called Pretty Please. And at the time, you know, there wasn't this girl boss culture. Um, So I was, you know, I was kind of very in it alone until I went out and made some, you know, entrepreneur friends. Um, And so a few years into that, I started having people reach out to me to consult for their, you know, women friends that were thinking about businesses or had started a business on the side and didn't really know what to do next. And um, so I started consulting around 2013 specifically for women-owned businesses. And then when I became a mom, I, you know, I started to see the struggle of, you know, the balance of entrepreneurship and how do you run a business and be, you know, feel like you're not failing at motherhood and failing at everything else. And, um, you know, so I guess as my life shifted, my, you know, my career shifted again a bit and I closed my nail polish business and launched moment and the, you know, hidden name behind moment is mom and mom entrepreneur. And, um, you know, also I think it was a, a combination of, of becoming a mom. And also I left New York city after, you know, 13 some years and moved out to the suburbs where I was meeting a lot of other moms that had either left their careers or were thinking about their next chapter. You know, everyone had a business idea and they didn't really know what to do next. Um, and so, you know, I founded, I founded moment and, in my, my role, I work with moms who are starting or scaling small businesses. And I do that through one-on-one coaching. And I also offer 
done for you deliverables, which means, you know, if someone comes to me and they're like, okay, I have a clear idea of what I want to say and how I want to go about it, but I don't know how to, you know, write this messaging myself. You know, I work with them to do that for them. I think a lot of people get stuck, like actually executing. So at this stage, I've been offering that service as well. Oh, I love that. I think, okay, two things that I want to address that you talked about, but first the execution. Yes. The number of people that I chat with that buy course after course or work with business coach after business coach, and they know what they need to do, but they're like putting off doing it. That's when you should just hire someone to do it for you. Like just get it done and move on because if you're putting it off and you're procrastinating, you're never going to get it done. But something I just want to open up the podcast with is I love the fact that you specifically focus on working with moms. And I say that because on my own journey, I've now been an entrepreneur for the past year and a half, almost full-time for a year. And I, that like girl boss culture was really appealing at first, but I've realized that if I follow everything they tell me, I now know what the word hustle means. Like I never think, I, ne- mm-hmm. I don't think I ever knew what the meaning or what that feeling of hustle was until now. And I'm realizing that that does not jive with being a mom. You can't no. hustle 24 seven as an entrepreneur and then hustle 24 seven as a mom. And so the fact that you're acknowledging and like letting us be seen that like being a mom entrepreneur is a unique breed and it's freaking hard. I love. So can you just talk a little bit about that? Because I don't think people acknowledge that enough that like, I don't want to say that we're superheroes above and beyond like any working mom, every mom is a superhero, but like there are unique challenges to a mom who owns and runs her own business. Sure. So yeah, it's interesting because I've had the perspective of starting a business when I was single, you know, I wasn't even married, no kids. And you know, that was a very different type of hustle culture because, you know, it was like your, my whole life at the time was starting this, you know, and growing this business. And, um, it was such a huge part of my identity and every free minute I had that wasn't outside of, you know, a job where I was working before I, you know, started doing it full time, um, or socializing was work. And that was actually a huge piece of why I closed pretty pleased because once I became a mom and I had my kids really close together, I found out I was pregnant with my daughter when I was, I think my son was like eight months old. Like it was really, you know, close. And, um, you know, I had difficult pregnancies and I was just like, I can't do this anymore in the way that I want. And in a way that's making me feel proud and I'm not putting out the type of energy or product that I, that I want, and I just can't do it. And so my intention initially was to kind of just take a step back while I launched moment and figure out what to do with pretty please. And then the day that I was going into New York city to pick out new colors and kind of relaunch this business was the day that the entire you know world basically shut down from COVID, which was a blessing in disguise. And that led to another interesting year, which was this year of a pandemic. And so while it was really challenging for everyone, I made the decision to pull my kids out of school for 10 months. And so I hired a nanny, which I had never had before. And 
So she was here from, you know, the time we woke up until right after dinner. And I hustled, like I built this consulting business with so much time and so much support. And, you know, there was no, you know, school socialization. There were no play dates. There were, there was nothing outside of just making sure everyone was healthy and building this business, Mm -hmm. you know? And so this year was a huge wake up call. And I, you know, I, I said to my husband at one point, like, I I'm starting to feel a little bit like a fraud because for the last year, I was like, you know, talking about balance and how moms can, you know, balance business and motherhood. And I was like, looking back, I'm like, I didn't have to balance anything. Like no one had a life. We were just sitting at home. Like, you know, I could show up on social media, like a maniac at like any hour of the day and do my stories and dance to reels. Like, I don't have time for that or energy for that anymore. You know, like I, I cut that out. And so going into this school year where it's like, you know, kids at different schools and 7,000 activities and play dates again and expectations. And it, it's been um, incredibly challenging. And once again, I found myself where, you know, in that like pretty please era where I was like, I have to scale back again. And that's just what it's going to be and find a a new way to grow this business at this next stage, which is ultimately what I think mothers have to do again and again and again. Mm -hmm. It's constantly a balance. And I thought that we wouldn't go back to like exactly the way things were pre-COVID. And unfortunately, it feels very much like we are. Mm-hmm. Um, this Saturday, actually, it's like it's funny you say like the play dates and the whatever commitments. We have a hockey game at six a.m. We have a five k for my husband's family that they do every year for his uncle um, at nine a.m. And then we have um, my husband does a lot with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and we have their walk in the evening and we have to be there 4 PM. So like I'm feeling totally back to pre COVID life where, and my husband started traveling again, my, I'm still working in my nine to five. And so, you know, my boss is like, Hey, like, I think we should come into the office on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And I think all of us collectively as moms are trying to figure out, okay, now that things are starting to go back to normal, how do I either scale back, change things, shut apart down, right? Like for me, I'm getting closer and closer to leaving my corporate job because I'm just like, how can I, now that I have all of this other stuff on top of just keeping everyone alive and fed, mm-hmm. like, how can I do all of this? Um, so I think a lot of us are in that same position. That yeah. certainly resonates with me. Yeah. Yeah. Have either of you guys read the book Essentialism? No. I'm getting who the author is now. I just finished it. And it's interesting because in some ways the book, like it's all great in theory. And then you go to apply it, like any book you read where you're like, rah, rah, I can do this. And then you're like, oh, wait, this isn't real life. But a lot of what he talks about is it's not so much about, it's about finding out 
what your core driver is and focusing on that. And I found myself recently with social activities or with things. Okay. Danielle and I were talking about trunk or treats. This is being recorded and airing after Halloween, but she had volunteered mm-hmm. for three trunk or treats. And every time I go to volunteer for something, the PTO or soccer, my husband's like, you're going to regret that. That's not, that's not your priority. Your priority mm-hmm. is keeping yourself healthy and keeping the family healthy and growing your business. That's what you keep telling me. So don't do that. You're going to regret it. So I keep Mm -hmm. having these checks and balances to come back to like what I need to say no to. And it's really uncomfortable to say no to like a social invite, but I find myself like having so much more space and um, peace around it because I'm seeing the benefit on, on the back end. Long story short to say, got a long ways to go. I've been practicing this for like a month. So we'll see how I am like next month after Thanksgiving and Christmas, but that's a really good book just as it relates to kind of going back to the pre COVID stage. Um, but I'm interested. So Sarah, as you're working with moms in moment, do you find that they're continuously coming to you with this same challenge that you're experiencing right now? Or is the challenge different client to client? I'm just curious if all of us mompreneurs are constantly facing the same issue, just manifesting its own way in our lives, or if there's different issues that are blocking us sometimes from reaching our goals. So most of the clients that I work with, you know, there is just a general understanding of that we're both coming at this from similar backgrounds in terms of time and scheduling and commitment. But the struggles that I I find that my clients have aren't related to time management or motherhood. Like they're much more, the women that, that come to me are so focused on the growth of their business that, you know, and particularly with my strategy calls, which are 60 minutes, like we, they just, it's like they put their life on the side for those 60 minutes and just really compartmentalize to figure out what they need to do next in their business. Um, but where I see that struggle is like I was saying earlier, you know, before we started recording this, like, you know, it's very common that I have a client have to reschedule because their nanny's sick or a kid's home from school and, and same on my end, you know, it's like, and it's not like I look at that as, being irresponsible or not showing up for your business. I'm like, Oh, totally. That was me yesterday. Like no pressure. Let me know when it works for you. And I think that's a very, um, that's one of the reasons why, you know, i specifically work with moms because you're not dealing with women that have all the time in the world and, you know, don't have things coming up constantly. And there needs to be an understanding there and like a grace given both to yourself and, you know, the other women that you're working with, the other mm-hmm. moms. Mm-hmm. But yes, what? I mean, the, the short answer is everyone feels it and, and everyone's drowning. It's just not a focus of my conversations with them. I will say that. Let's talk about the execution piece because Courtney knows that's my, I'm, I'm a very, I'm like a big picture person getting things actually done. Not my strong suit. Um, (laughs) at least in entrepreneurship, right? Like I've had a very successful career in software sales and, and I still do. (laughs) Um, and that said, for whatever reason, it's not, it doesn't translate to entrepreneurship. And I don't know if it's because 
it's new and I'm not as confident, like if I'm in my own head or if it's that I like truly don't know the tactics that I should be doing. And I wonder, do you work with a lot of women that have left the corporate world and how do they bring those skills over and translate them into something that makes them successful in, in entrepreneurship? So I think by the time women book with me, Mm -hmm. they are already at that point where they understand that they need some support Mm -hmm. or they need someone to help them execute. And that means that they've most of the time have already either spent some time or some money or some, you know, something building a business before they come to me, even if it's just investing in a website or, Mm -hmm. you know, a website name, like buying the domain or, you know, buying some, you know, if it's a product-based business, you know, buying some like low-level like inventory to test it out on friends, you know, these aren't, um, it's not like someone, you know, has a business idea and then calls me the next day to book. It's usually a process that gets them there. I think that the biggest issue for, you know, women starting businesses today is that there is one, there's so much competition, but more, more than that, I think everyone's business is so public and so, um, in your face through social media that there's also a new type of fear that comes with making a mistake or putting yourself out there. So like, I think back to when I started pretty please in 2010, like, I don't know, did social media even exist then? Like, I think I had like one post on there and I was one of the first businesses to have a Facebook business page. And I felt at the time, like what I was doing was very public. Whereas like a lot of my friends just like went to work and came home and like, no one knew what they did. And so anytime I had a win or a loss, it was like, it it was out there. Take that to 2021. And it's like, you know, multiply that by like a bazillion, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. everyone's watching you, everything. And not only are they watching you, but you are almost required to put your progress online. And so I think there is extra fear holding people back from, you know, putting something up on a website or social media that isn't perfect. And I, I, you know, help clients through that, but ultimately I think it's coming to the realization that, you know, it's never going to be perfect. Even if you've been an entrepreneur for, you know, 20 some years, like myself, like I've changed my website more times than I can count. I've changed my social media bio more times than I can count. I've changed my services. I've changed everything because every business, whether you get it right the first time or not, will always change. It's always an evolution. And you're always going, it's not necessarily you're always going to make mistakes, but like, of course you get better as you do it more, you know, as you grow. And so I think it's just, you know, there's a lot of people coming to me because they want reassurance that their next steps are correct or that what they're putting out in the world is correct or right or perfect. And it's, and I, you know, we have, a, I have a lot of conversations with my clients around, you know, this idea of an evolution, like nothing's black and white, nothing's set in stone. You can always go back and change it. If that answers I, your question. Yeah, no, it does. I think that's so interesting. I actually just had a discovery call with a prospective client 
right before this recording and we were talking about brand strategy and I, she's very, she's in the growth stage of her business. And so I'd said, you know, let's talk about your goals for three months from now, six months from now and a year from now, and realize that what we're going to do today is probably going to be different than where you're going to be a year from now. And that doesn't mean anything's wrong, but like nothing in your business is ever static. And I think that's also where people get um, intimidated by execution is they think it needs to be perfect because they think it's going to stay up there forever. But what they don't realize is the people who are seeing it are always changing. What you're offering is always changing and it's okay. It can be dynamic. It can be adaptable. And honestly, anything you're doing from a brand strategy, a communication standpoint, a marketing perspective, it probably should be changing and evolving because you are going to be a different business a year from now. And I think that for face value, that's really scary for people, but it actually is a good sign of growth for your business. Um, and that people should lean into that. Um, do you find that when do you, when someone comes to you and they're in that stage and you're kind of coaching them through and you know you have those conversations where you're providing some reassurance but then you're also just giving them the straight on you know strategical guidance are there specific tips that you share with the moms that are running businesses that you work with all the time? Like, are there two or three things that, you know, every business needs or every business thrives on, or do you find that it's really custom based on your clients and their goals and objectives? It's very custom. And I think that's one of the reasons why I started moment because, you know, I did a couple of courses before I started just to kind of get a, an idea of what was out there and how other courses operated. And I mean, I love a course and I'm, might make one one day, like nothing against courses, but I think that my goal in, in working with moms is getting very specific to their business, getting very creative with what's going on in their business and how to, you know, it's not, I don't provide like cookie cutter general tips and advice. Um, I don't think that's what people want, you know, like you can just read an article on Forbes and, and get that mm -hmm. kind of information. Um, so, but I will say like, for purposes of this conversation, one thing, you know, actually two things that I always stand by are, um, one is that just to be very careful of the, the self-imposed deadlines that you set for yourself, particularly as a mom, because people often like live and die by dates that they set. Like, and they're like, you know, they like pull them out of nowhere. Like, it's like, okay, you know, I'm going to, I want my website up by, you know, December 1st. And then it's like, if, you know, your kids are sick or school's closed or whatever's happening in your life, or you're just burned out. It's like, you know, if you don't get that website up by December 1st, it's like you've, you're a failure. When in reality, it's like, who cares? You know, like, okay, so push it back to the 15th or like, you know, people are very focused on like the launch, like the launch date and what's going to happen after the launch. And what I've found again and again is that the launch day, you know, it's, it's almost like the launch of something, whether that's a service or a product or a website, or you're putting something out on social that you've personally been counting down to share. It's like, I, I usually prefer a soft launch where it's like, kind of just put it out there and you know, there's going to be mistakes and edits and nothing ever works the first try with a website. So it's like, don't set yourself up as, you know, to fit, to fail essentially, or to miss deadlines. 
I'm all for goals and I'm, I'm all for, you know, having something to work towards and like having a strategy in place. But I think it's like, again, like just give yourself some grace around these deadlines and make sure that you understand why you're setting them. If there's a reason, great. But if you miss it, that's okay. And then that leads into the second thing I always say, and I preface it by saying, you know, I say this with love, but no one cares about your business as much as you do. So if you can't be on social media for a week because you're sick or you don't feel like it or you're busy, you don't need to come back and apologize. No one cares. Like no one, no one missed you that much. There's a, you know, millions of other people that they're scrolling through and you had something going on in your life and that's cool. You know, you can come back on and be like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I stepped away to do X, Y, and Z or not. You can just pop back on, you know, or, you know, if something, you know, went wrong on your website and, you know, it's like, there's so much like apology or, you know, you miss a deadline, or I know I said I was going to get it up by this date, but then, you know, all this stuff happened. It's like, just take, take it, take a step back. Like you're doing the best you can. It will get up. The world is not ending. If your family's happy and healthy, you're relatively sane, just it'll, it'll get there in, in the time that it's meant to, you know? So I just, I think taking that pressure off of like what everyone's thinking and like everyone's staring at you, wondering where you are, or what you're doing. Like, no, no one's, no one's doing that. It's so funny. You mentioned that. Um, cause like you remember like what, two or three decades ago, maybe two decades ago. I don't know. Now I'm like dating myself. I'm only in my mid thirties, but like they used to, like, there was an adage, like business isn't personal, like take the personal out of it. It's just business. It's just business. And I feel like social media has made business super personal and mm-hmm. that people internalize it. Um, to your point, it is more public. I think the other thing is business owners feel like they have to be the face of the business, especially if you're in your service-based but I see this even with my clients that offer products, whether that is a course, um, yes, they are the instructor or leading it, but then I have a lot of physical product um, businesses that I partner with and they still feel like they need to be showing up on Instagram every day. And I'm like, that's great, but you're a seasoning company. They're not buying you, they're buying your product. Yes, there's an, there's an element of that. Um, and it, I think it's so funny how we've made business personal, whereas a decade or two ago, the whole saying was, it's not personal, don't take anything personal. And we've totally flipped it on its head. Um, I think moms, especially because we are perfectionists, we want control, we take that to the nth degree. But yeah. And I think particularly when it comes to social media, and I talk about this a lot with my clients too, because, you know, everyone has their opinion on this and mine is probably more of an unpopular one, but a refreshing one, I will say is that you don't need to be on there all the time to find success in your business. And also I think people, you know, like as an example, your seasoning company, like how many times a week do you need to see content about seasoning, you know, like I, I got it. Like I saw you on Monday, you know, like (laughs) I think that, you know, I always recommend looking at your social media feed as more of a brand portfolio and building it up in a way that really, you know, showcases who you are and what you do. And that way, when people do come, they know, but it's not like you have to be on there for, you know, hours and hours and hours a day, basically convincing people to come and see your page. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because it's exhausting and moms in particular don't have time for that. And, and especially like with the, you know, the forward facing, you know, you have to be the face of your brand. Like many moms don't really want to be on camera, you know, like you barely looked in the mirror after you got out the door to drop your kids off. The last thing you want to do is like, then start talking on a, you know, on a camera to like millions of people or the 30 people that actually see you. I don't know, but, um, you know, it's a lot, it's like a lot of pressure and it feels very personal. And I think it's a little like invasive too. So since moms have such finite time, how would you recommend they use it? Like, is there, I know it's custom for every client, but like, instead of, and I'm, I'm a hundred percent an advocate for like not spending all your time on social media. Cause I also feel like of the variety of clients I work with, very few of them are actually contracting new clients or making sales on social media. It's through a lot of different avenues. Social media is just, you know, um, it's a cost of entry. You need to have that brand portfolio that you said, if you were to advise a client on like how they should be prioritizing their time, are there other things that they should be prioritizing or adding into that mix with the limited time that they have? Yeah. I mean, I think the most important thing is, and there is a sequence, but I think, uh, people, often jump on social or, you know, start promoting their business before they have a really clear understanding of how to pitch their product or service. So I would say time is best spent initially anyway, really crafting great messaging, because even if you're, you know, even if you're online and spending a ton of time on social and making some traction you know, if you don't clearly understand who your target audience is and what their pain points are, which people miss a lot of the time, you know, like every product or service should, you know, fulfill some need or pain point that someone has. And, um, a lot, like one of the most common mistakes I see is that people spend a lot of time talking about themselves or how, their business makes them feel or why they started their business or their business brings into their life. And, you know, they need to almost be trained to communicate the message that it's really not about you. Like you were saying earlier, it's not personal in a different way. You know, it's how is this going to help you? What is this problem going to solve in your life? Why do you need this? What will you walk away with? Um, So I think time is best spent, like really getting clear on, on that messaging. And then I think PR is really important in those early days of a business as well. So, you know, getting a little bit of credibility from someone else to then show your potential clients or customers goes a really long way. So, you know, having a, you know, getting written up in a local newspaper or a local magazine or, Um, you know, just getting something under your belt that shows that you are credible as a business owner, that your product is, you know, really exciting people um, because people look to that. So I think, you know, even more so than, than social is, you know, creating that messaging and then dropping that into, you know, a pitch to PR. Danielle, we're bringing it back to the local home base again. I know. Second podcast in a row. (laughs) That I need to canvas the local area. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's like fun. the first thing I did when I started moment was like, I mean, when I was ready, you know, like a couple of months in was I had an interview with, um, like the local moms network. Mm-hmm. And so I did like a Greenwich meet a mom. And that was like a really great starting off point because you get mm. access to, you know, basically every mom in your town and that then leads to other things and other things and other things and business and, you know, credibility. And it's not, you know, it's like, you don't need to be in like Oprah to make waves. Right. We have a couple of publications. It's funny. I've been asking how you get featured and it seems like a very political, interesting process, but um, yeah, we have life on the Bay and then another one. I can't think of the name of it right now. But, um, but yeah, I, I love that advice because I think it's a lot more, sometimes people will tell you to you know, sign up for those alerts where you find out like, what, what is it? Ask a reporter or help a reporter yeah. um, like or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's feels like you're putting something into the ethers because like, where does it go? No one ever responds, you know, but working with the local publications, I think is a much better, a much better idea. Also, like I noticed, so I'm in like the wellness space and like there's an acupuncture in my acupuncturist in my town who writes like a regular article for, um, a publication. And I was like, Oh, that's great too. Yeah. That's what I did for this year. Like I write a a monthly business column for a local, um, magazine and I felt like that was a really great use of my time. And yeah. once I have an article up, I will share that on social. I was going to say, you yeah. can repurpose it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It's great. It's great. I just need to do, actually do things. I am Back like, to execution. <laughs> Danielle, All you right. are executing. You have a lot of irons in the fire. You're just juggling a lot of them. And you have... Um, made a lot of progress. I feel like in the last six months in the things. Yes. Doing, so, yes. And I'm going to launch my new website. You know what? I've been waiting till every little piece is perfect and ready. And you know what, Sarah, what I might launch today, because throw her up, throw it up. Ro- yeah, I'm going to do a soft launch. I'm just going to yeah, like, no one's going to know, get it up there, poke around, have like friends and family do, you know, get around there and be like, that's, that to me is like the best way to do it. It's like, you do that, like back behind the scenes research, like get it up, have a couple people click on through, be like, where, what do you want to see more of? What felt hard? What felt easy? If you could tell me one thing that I'm missing on the site that you would need, what is it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I need to just switch things over and be done with it because I'm over it. Mm-hmm. And then you'll forget about it and it'll just be up there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Danielle, send us the link later. We'll check it out. I'm excited to see it. You know what? Next week in the show notes, we're going to use new, the new website and the new name. Yes. I'm rebranding completely. So it's, it is like a little bit of a bigger deal than just the website, but I'm realizing I don't need every single thing to be perfect. No, it never will be. No, I need to. And not because it's not great, just because it'll change over time anyway. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I feel like this should be a uh, challenge to our listeners. Like if you're listening, what's the one thing that you can do this week that you've been putting off? I was talking to 
the business coach I work with yesterday and she's like, so where are you at? And excuse my language on this episode, but I was like, I just have a case of the fuck it. I'm just like, fuck it. It's done. Just move on. Like just move on. So I challenge anyone who's listening your must to your kids, but just say, fuck it. And just put it up and move on because guess what? A month from now, you're not going to care and you're going to get a sale or a lead or a referral. And you're going to be like, oh, wow, that was fine. And you've mm-hmm. moved on with your life and your business. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yep. I support this message. <laughs> okay. okay. I love it. I'm going to take it. I'm like, as if I'm not like, on. I'm like, yep, I'm a listener. I'm going to do this. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you know what, too? I think it's such a, I don't, I don't want to get into, I mean, we have, we have not so much time left. So I want to move on from this, but I think it's such a woman thing to feel this way. Like men are just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like I did something. I'm just going to like throw it up. Like I listened to, um, there's a podcast, my first million. Um, and those two guys, like they just do whatever they want. No, they don't care what anyone thinks. They're not talking mm-hmm. about that ever. And they just, throw stuff against the wall and they see what sticks and women need to get out of their way, mm-hmm. including myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Cause I don't feel like men think about this stuff. So many things they don't think about. No. Oh yes. That's, that's a whole nother podcast, <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so So actually knowing that we don't have much time left, I would do want to ask one question. So we've talked a little bit about like the different ways that you would recommend, um, moms kind of structure their business or some of the common pitfalls that even you experience and how to navigate those. But if you were to give or share like a better way to moms, this whole podcast is built around the idea that there's a better way. Like Danielle and I went to school, we got our MBAs. We got our like great agency and corporate careers and then found out that we weren't happy and that wasn't the better way. So what was it? And we were pursuing entrepreneurship and kind of creating our own path. So we like to kind of give moms inspiration based on our guests. Like if there was one better way that you've learned in your journey, what would it be so that we can help other moms kind of like cut to that chase? Is there something based on your experience, especially navigating, I think the last few years is interesting on how you that's changed and you've had peaks and valleys is there one key takeaway that you're kind of living by or that you would recommend to listeners or to your clients um, that you hope that they take with them on their business journey? Yes. And I think in a typical form, I think it's mine is more emotional, I would say. Mm-hmm. And that is um, to continuously pay attention to why you're doing what you're doing. And what is guiding you to make the decisions that you're making? And what I mean by that is like, when I started pretty please, I felt like I had something to prove. Like I was in corporate America in roles that I didn't feel like fit my personality or my skill set, And I felt like very undervalued in what I was doing. And so I went out there like guns blazing. And I was like, I don't, I don't need this. I'm going to pave my own way. And I wanted to make this business big. And it, it was like, I, I got, you know, to where I needed it to be, um, up to a certain point. And then I had to check in with myself because my life changed and my priorities changed and I had kids and different types of responsibilities. And I was like, I can't, uh, continue building this business 
in the same way. I'm not the same person anymore, you know? And like, do I even want this or can I even accomplish this? And so I had to, again, kind of check in with myself and say, all right, like, what, what are we doing here? And then, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I ultimately took a step back from that business and then started my next business. And I had to, again, say, okay, like, what are we doing here? Like, I don't feel like I have anything to prove anymore. I've done that. Um, right now at this stage, I feel like I really want to give back and I want to add value, you know, and I want to build a community of women that feel like they still have purpose in their life, in their career outside of motherhood, if that's the direction they want to go in, because I was meeting a lot of women that seemed really lost and didn't feel like they could do that, or didn't feel like they had permission or the resources. So that was like an example of the next, you know, reason why I was doing it. And so I think for anyone listening, it's just important to check in with your, your reasoning behind your, you know, your goals and your decision-making and make sure that your, you know, actions and your execution are in line with what, what you really want Mm -hmm. in your life. That's really good. I've been on a journey of, as my like agency and my team has been growing the last three to six months. I keep setting up with plans and then like pausing and it's a little bit of self-sabotage. And I was chatting with my husband, not like in the bigger picture, but it's just little things that I like avenues I keep taking. And it's kind of like, you're afraid to admit that you might not want it because everyone else thinks you should, or because it's the smart thing to do. And I was having a conversation with my husband about one decision I needed to make this weekend. And he's super supportive. And he's like, well, you need to want it. If you don't want it, what's the point of doing it? But I've, I'm so (laughs) stuck in that, like, well, no, that's, that's the next right thing. That's what's the safe decision or the smart decision or what I've been working towards. So I should want it. Right. And I think that you giving moms permission to like stop and be like, well, what is right to me now? Not what did I think a week ago, six months ago, or what does my husband think or my mom think, or my friends think is really powerful because going back to what you said, when you work with clients, like they oftentimes compartmentalize their work. They do. But then where I see myself and other people get stuck and I'm willing to bet some of your clients is in that mental and emotional pull that they're denying because they just want to get shit done. They're like, I just need to get it done. I need to grow my business. Even if it's out of alignment with what they, you know, are the stage they're at right now. I think that's Mm -hmm. so often overlooked and it's hard to see it yourself. So I'm glad you're sharing that because I I'm willing to bet that another listener or a lot of listeners are going through, I can relate to it, but I think even you, Danielle, as part of rebranding, you just went through that process, like realigning what you're doing. Yeah. Because the scope has grown. Yeah. yeah, because for me, like it wasn't just about, so I started with picky eating because I have a picky eater. And then I was struggling with fertility for the last year and a half. And so clean living became really important to me because I was like, oh, are the toxins that are in all of our products the thing that is like making me have low egg quality. Right. And so, um, that became really important. So I, I'm rebranding to nourished family because I feel like it's more of an all encompassing, um, brand. Yeah. And I think a rebrand is like, so I don't, don't, this is a random thought, but when I was living in the city and I moved in with my 
you know, now husband into an apartment, it was like, again, that was just like a, a stage of anyone's life where things are shifting again socially. And so I had this organizer come to the apartment and I was like, I don't know why, like, I just can't do this by myself. And it was the only time I've ever had someone come, but she helped me clean out my closet. And she was like, okay, let's take out, you know, like all the shoes. She's like, you have, you know, like 20 pairs of like stilettos. She's like, are you, are you going out to, you know, clubs and high heels anymore? Are you like, like, what are you wearing when you like go out to dinner? And I'm like, well, I'm wearing like Converse. Like, I don't know, you know, it was like 2000 and know, a long time ago <laughs> yeah. anyway. But I was like, no, like, uh, you know, and she's like, it doesn't mean you don't love these shoes or not beautiful shoes or whatever. She's like, but do they fit your life anymore? Like, why are you holding on to it? And I feel like that's kind of like a, like a rebrand. Mm-hmm. Like when you get to that point in your business where you're like, I love, you know, like my logo and I love my, this business and it was great yeah. for what it was, but like, you know, I'm just in a different stage of my life. Like I need to buy a couple new fl- like pairs of flats, you know, and like yeah. make that fit into my wardrobe now. And it's like, you know, so usually when you see someone going through a rebrand, it's like they're going through a rebrand in their life too. Like something yeah. shifting. Yes. That's yeah. so true. I'm also, I also am really resonating with the closet analogy because now that I have social engagements again, like last <laughs> night I went out to like a mom's like ladies night out and I have to get dressed again. And I mean, so I had a baby in 2019 and then it was COVID and like, I just, there's all of the stuff I wore pre baby is like not something I would ever wear today. Like, first of all, the styles are completely different. Like skinny jeans aren't in anymore. Like there's, there's a whole, I'm like really diving deep on the mm-hmm. refresh of my yeah. clothing because I want it to be functional too. I think like, and mm-hmm. the, I do think this has so many analogies to business. I want my wardrobe to be, to meet me where I am in my life. And I think it's the same with your, I think what you're saying is it's the same with your business. Like let your business meet you where you are and, and don't do anything that doesn't feel in alignment with that. Yeah. And like any, any marketer or, you know, someone that, that, that works in branding will say, you know, if you're authentic in your business and in your life, you know, you'll attract the right customers. And I think that's true. It's like, people are scared to change because well, that's a whole other podcast too, but you know, people are scared to change because, you know, their customers know them a certain way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think when you're trying to keep yourself in like an old square, literally, you know, and social, you know, like you're trying to keep yourself in this square where you feel like, you know, you've changed and it doesn't really fit anymore. Adding in more of who you are today, I think will continue to attract the type mm-hmm. of people that you want in your life today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Love it. I like it. So throw out those stilettos, buy some new ones, whatever you got to do. There was never stilettos, but yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking. So, yeah. I live in like vanilla land <laughs> like it's like it was it was a long time ago yeah, yeah. really into the kitten heel now yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah and there's there's a lot of there's actually some great like personal stylist instagram accounts that i follow that are like cool mom ish like they that's what their moms themselves and they're trying to teach moms how to be cool again and so it's like you know 
really on my Danielle, you're gonna have to send me some of those because I I need that right now I like go to like drop off and pick up at the preschool and there's like moms that are like literally sprinting to the door in their like power suits and heels which I'm like you must be like a lawyer or something else because I don't know who else is in office anymore or having to wear or wearing a suit suits Mm -hmm. um and I'm like strolling up in my like compression leggings and sneakers Mm -hmm. and my turtlenecks. And I'm like, I need to buy some more turtlenecks. They look good when I have to have a messy bun up. And Uh and I'm just thinking like, where Mm -hmm. did that, where did that Courtney die? Because that used to be me in the city, in the Boston streets, like strutting around. But, um, I don't, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Like it's when you said rebrand too, I think of it as like a rebirth, like in, there can be a lot of resistance to that. Like, I feel that personally in this stage that I feel like I'm going to eventually get back to who I was before kids and before the pandemic. And I'm realizing that, no, that's never happening. So maybe you're inspiring me to go clean up my closet now too, because I, I just, I'll throw out all my clothes that I don't need anymore from pre speaking of evolution. That's just, that's like an on, always ongoing Yeah, the closet cleanup. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Sarah, I think that our listeners are going to love this episode. If they want to connect with you as a follow-up, where can they go and find you? So you can find me at moment consulting on Instagram. You can find me at moment consulting.com for my website. And those are really where, where I hang. Awesome. That's, that's where you can find me. Great. Well, um, for listeners, we will add that information to the show notes and I hope you will check out Sarah and connect with her and follow up. And maybe we're going to need to have a whole other podcast episode about change now because I've got my Love wheels it. turning and know. bring me back. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell me when. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more information from today's chat, including how to reach us, head on over to the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the exciting episodes to come. And please, if you liked what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review. It's how we can help other busy moms find their better way. Until next time, mom friends.